0: What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. What is up, my friends? Welcome to episode three of Good Human. I hope you are all doing well. Today, we are going to be talking about mental health and social media and how those two things go together and how we can kind of use social media without absolutely destroying our mental health because let's be honest, it can be pretty detrimental at times, but I do think there is a lot of good that can come from social media, so let's dive right in. I think the key to maintaining a good balance on social media is time spent on it. I don't think social media is inherently bad. I think there's a lot of good that can come from it, but I think if you spend too much time on it, that's when you're, like, crossing over that fine line into dangerous territory of it hurting your mental health. And our iPhones are not shy about letting us know how much screen time that we are using, so I think that's always a good reminder to maybe, like, reel it in a little bit. I think I'm pretty decent about managing my time on Instagram, using it mindfully, like, not just mindlessly scrolling I'm going on for a purpose but TikTok uh TikTok gets me I can sit on TikTok for hours like literal hours just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling mindlessly so it gets to a point where you kind of need to parent yourself like all right honey time to put the phone away or you're gonna be a big old ball of stressy depressy anxiousness if you don't and I feel like it's pretty agreed upon that the reason why social media and especially spending too much time on it can really negatively impact your mental health your health really impact your mental health, isn't it? <laughs> the reason why it can really impact your mental health is the comparison, even just now. I'm making a flub on my words and I'm like, "Oh, I should stop, go back, delete that and redo it" because every other podcast I listen to, people speak so effortlessly and eloquently, but you know what? That's not real. And a lot of what you see on Instagram and social media is not real, and you have to remind yourself that. I think that's why I like TikTok so much. It's a lot less influencer-y, which I realize is kind of weird to say because I do use Instagram in like an influencer-y way, but I love how refreshing it is to just see somebody living their life, and I think Instagram stories help with that too. You get to see a little bit more into people's lives without it just looking perfect all the time. Which I think happens the most on Instagram. Like these big influencers on Instagram often lead to us comparing our lives to them, what we look like to them. And I also think there's a pressure that comes along with that, like an expectation that you need to buy things. Which is why I'm really hesitant about what I share on social media. I fully understand that this is some people's jobs, some people's income, but there's this pressure on social media of overconsumption almost with the amount of products and clothes especially that are being pushed onto us. It makes us feel like we have to constantly be buying new things all the time, which I think has led to how fast things in fashion are changing. All of these fast fashion companies and trends, they go in and out of style within like two weeks by the time you get your she-in order. The thing you bought is already out of style. It's crazy. So just a reminder, I guess, that you don't need to constantly be buying new things all the time. I struggle with this a lot. Even, like, coming up with content to post, I'm always feeling like I need to be showing new outfits and stuff, but it doesn't benefit literally anyone. Like, it's bad for the environment. It's bad for your mental health to constantly feel like you need new, 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 new. Something I've been trying to do is just take inspiration from the things I see on social media instead of feeling like I need to buy that exact same top or skirt that someone posted about. It's kind of a little bit more fun even to see what you already own, what you already have in your closet and try to style it similarly or even thrifting things, going out and trying to find similar items to what you're seeing on social media. On that same note, I think social media has also made us feel like we have to be really good at something in order to A, share it, and B, enjoy it. I'm sure this has been going on longer than social media has been around, but when you think about it, it's kind of weird that you can't just enjoy things. Like, you have to be good at certain things to be able to enjoy it, and I just don't think that's true. Like, singing or dancing or art. I feel like those are things that you're told you have to have like a natural ability to do and especially share it. If you're going to share that on social media, you better be good at it, which I don't agree with. I think that really takes the joy out of things. And even if you don't want to share things on social media, you don't have to. But even in your personal life, I think it's important to remember that like you don't have to have quote unquote talent or be good at something to enjoy it. I really like drawing And I'm not good at it. I also really like singing and I'm not good at it (laughs) at all. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy doing those things. I was on vacation recently with my best friend and her family. And my best friend has a little brother. He's six years old. And I wasn't there when he said this, but it was like very profound. And I now use this in my day-to-day life. I don't know what the context of it was, but he said something along the lines of, we're all just different people living different lives. And you know what? We are all just different people living different lives. Like, that is so true. We all can have different interests and do different things and be content. You don't have to be doing what she's doing. You don't have to have what she has. And I think something that helps me kind of remember that and also not do as much comparing is a good old gratitude list. I'm sure you've heard a million people recommend this, but I seriously notice a difference in my mindset when I'm doing that regularly. In the morning when I wake up you can do it just in like a notebook that you have or I have a planner that has a specific section that you can list out things you're grateful for. It seriously makes so much of a difference. Write out the things that you love about your life that you're so thankful that you have that you're so grateful you get to do and focus on those instead of comparing your life and what you have to everyone else. Something else that's helped me a ton is realizing that I can kind of control what I want to see on social media to some extent. That mute button on Instagram, let me tell you, that has been my best friend. If you don't want to unfollow someone for whatever reason, but I don't think there's anything wrong with unfollowing someone if you want to, If you don't want to unfollow them, mute them, mute their content. You can mute people's stories. You can mute people's posts on Instagram so that you don't have to see them. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially if it's for the benefit of your mental health. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean they've done something wrong. It's for you. And that's totally okay. I think that's a part of managing your own triggers. I know it's very helpful sometimes with really heavy topics when there's trigger warnings, On TikTok or on Instagram. But sometimes there are things that trigger you that aren't really other people's responsibilities. And that might sound harsh, but there's so many things in life that you'll have to come in contact with that might trigger you in some way or make you feel some type of way. And at least on social media, you kind of have a hand in managing that when it comes to unfollowing people that are not serving you, following people that you really enjoy their content, that really make you happy, and watching how much time you're spending on social media. I think all of those things are great ways to help your social media feeds be a little bit more positive. When I was writing down notes for this episode, I was really trying to pick my brain about things that I've done that I feel like have helped me not compare myself to other people or maybe even help me build confidence, help me just feel better using social media. And I think something that has like massively helped me is seeing other women on social media happy just like living their lives in their very much normal bodies. So let me explain this. I used to be all for the posts that are like posed versus unposed, like Instagram versus real life. There were posts where I pointed out what I viewed as flaws on my body. And for me, looking back on that, I think that still came from a place of feeling insecure. Like, oh, if you see me on real life, I might not look like what I look like on Instagram. So let me point out the things I think are flaws so you know that I know I have them. It's like a control thing. You don't want anyone to judge you on the things you're insecure about. So you're gonna be the first one to point it out so they can't point it out. It's like, have you ever had a zit And you point it out to one of your friends just so they know that you know that you have it. Like, it's so silly, but it makes us feel better about our insecurities. And I think looking back on that, I realize that now. Whereas now, the kind of stuff that I post and the kind of stuff that I like to see other people posting is just literally someone living their life. Like, if I take a picture and my cellulite is showing in it, I don't need to point that out. Like, you can normalize bodies just living their lives instead of pointing it out. And I think that's really helped me to neutralize my body and take out the worth and the pressure that I was putting on my body. So now I make it a point to follow people that are literally just like living their lives. Great examples of joy and happiness without putting the emphasis on their body or making it a point to show you that they have flaws. I think when you don't point out those things, it helps take the power out of it. Like I said, I think the best way to normalize bodies is to literally just, like, let people have bodies and live. We don't need to constantly be pointing out what we think are flaws to other people. I would really recommend doing a little, like, inventory of who you're following, or even just do it as it comes up on your feed. Look at somebody's content and really think about, like, "Mm, how does this make me feel? Am I getting something out of this? Is this benefiting me in a positive way? And if not, see ya! Unfollow them, or like I said, you can mute them. But doing those things really helps to kind of take the power back and control a little bit more about what you're seeing on your feed and making sure that it is making you happy and making you feel good. I'm gonna jump on into the questions next because I had three that I really wanted to answer and I feel like I might be a little long winded on a couple of them. So let's jump in to the first question. If you're not familiar with the format of these episodes, I ask you guys on Instagram if you have any questions on the topic that I will be speaking on. So, first question on this topic of social media and mental health is, how do you get over the fear of what people think offline? Okay, first things first. I know you've heard this a thousand times, but not everyone will like you. And that is okay. It doesn't always have to come from, like, a place of malice. Sometimes you just don't like people. You Think of yourself. You don't like everyone that you come across and it's not always like some big thing. It's not always like a deeper issue. Sometimes you just like don't vibe with people and that is perfectly okay. So you have to understand that that's going to be the same thing coming towards you. Not everyone will like you. We put so much emphasis on on external validation that I think we really become dependent upon that for confidence and self-worth. And I've really made it a point over like the last couple years to try to release that need for external validation because you have to build confidence from within yourself. These external events can really make us feel good in the moment. Like somebody gives you a compliment, it really boosts your self-esteem, but that will not build long-lasting confidence. If you build up all your self-confidence around what other people think of you, it's like a glass wall. One person can throw a stone at that and it's going to shatter. So you got to build up that concrete wall of confidence with some top level security systems and then nobody will get to get in. Because once your confidence comes from within, there's not a lot anybody can say externally that's going to impact it. Because you know inside what is real, what is true, and that you are confident. The next thing that I want to point out is that people judging you is literally never about you. It is a mirror of their insecurities always. And we're all guilty of it, probably. Even if you don't think that's true, that it's, oh, it's not a mirror. Like, I just don't like what this person is doing. When you really think about it, you can always find that it is something within yourself that you don't like. I remember the first time I heard about that concept. I think it's in the book, You Are a Badass. I was like, "Mm, absolutely not. Like, that's not true. Sometimes I just don't like people. No, it's true. (laughs) It's hard to admit, but it is true. But it does make you feel a little bit better when you think of it in the reverse. If anyone is judging you, that literally has nothing to do with you in everything to do with them. So it's like a win-win situation there. You kind of get to like work on yourself and work on not judging other people as much and realize why you may be judging other people. And then also you realize that other people's judgments don't have anything to do with you. Judging people is lame. Hit them with the Nicki Minaj lyrics. I'm about to sound so incredibly white. <clears throat> Dang lil mama, you were such a loser. You are. If you're judging people, I'm sorry, you're a loser. <laughs> is that me judging people that judge people? For real though, judging people isn't cool and it says a lot more about you than it does the person you're judging. So keep that in mind when you're wanting to post stuff on social media. If you're second guessing it, like, what is everybody going to think? You can even think through that what if situation. This is a tool I use for my anxiety, working through the what ifs. So you're scared to post something on social media out of fear of judgment. Okay, so what if someone judges you? What would they be judging you on? Okay, what if they think I'm weird or not pretty enough or not talented enough or whatever the case may be in your situation? Okay, how does that affect you? Well, it doesn't. How would you even know if someone was judging you in that way? You probably wouldn't even know. Another tough pill for me to swallow was realizing that people's opinions are none of my business. So when I say that you probably won't even know if someone's judging you, it's also none of your business if someone is judging you again it's like the confidence thing you just gotta like build up that strong wall and so it really won't matter what other people think of you it just matters what you think of you i think the last thing that i want to point out on this topic is things are always way less scarier the more you do them like we're just naturally afraid of the unknown and afraid of uncertainty so you can kind of take that power back once you start doing the things you're afraid of The more you do them, the more comfortable you will be doing them. And the less scary they'll be. Before we move on to the next question, I'm feeling like I just contradicted myself there. I said at the beginning that it's fine to just not like people, which it totally is. Sometimes you just don't vibe with people. When I say judging and how that's a reflection of you, I mean like actively judging someone being bothered by what someone is doing. That's more of what I mean. It's obviously totally okay if you just, like, don't get along with someone or don't want to be friends with someone. But if you're constantly critiquing people and talking about people, gossiping, like, that's when you hit them with the Nicki Minaj lyrics, okay? Moving on to the next question, which is how to deal with FOMO on social media. I'd say in general, you can kind of combat that fear of missing out by limiting your screen time and also focusing on your own life. I feel like grass always seems greener on the other side until you get to the other side and then it's not so green anymore. We just naturally want things that we don't have, we want more, but you have to focus on what you do have. Kind of like those gratitude lists that I mentioned at the beginning. That's a great way to kind of take the focus off of what everybody else is doing on social media and put it on your life. You see people taking all these amazing vacations. Get off your phone and go do something fun with your friends or your partner and celebrate the life that you do have. Like you can have fun too. You don't have to be doing what everybody else is doing to have fun. If you get FOMO for specific events, again, I would say it's best to get off your phone or even kind of like dissect the FOMO. Again, I'm hitting you with these anxiety tools, but I think dissecting things that are bothering you can kind of help get to the root of it and resolve it. So, a great example for me is sometimes I get, like, going out FOMO. I don't love going out, but I do feel left out sometimes when I see my friends' stories. So, there are kind of two options there. One would be to go out with them so that I don't have FOMO. Or two, think about why I don't want to go out and then feel good about my choice. So, for me, I really think about it and I remember, like... Oh yeah, I don't like staying up late and I also don't like crowds and I also get hung over really easily. So I don't actually want to be out right now. Like I said in those situations, sometimes it does help to just stay off your phone that night if it's really bothering you, but also make plans with your friends in a different way. It's oftentimes not the thing that they're doing that you're missing out on or that you feel like you're missing out on, it's just being around them. So make plans with your friends in a way that is actually enjoyable for you. The last situation I can kind of think of where the FOMO happens is if you're straight up just not being included in things, like you literally just weren't invited and then you see your friends going out to dinner. And I think the best way to address that is head on. Communication is key. Talk to your friends about it. It's much easier to just straight up ask them about something than to make assumptions and to try to piece it together without hearing their side. So again, in that situation, I would just be like, "Hey, It kind of hurts my feelings when you guys don't include me in things. Is there a reason why you aren't? And the last question that I have is how to start posting more as a content creator slash influencer. The way I kind of see it in my head is like there's two ways to use Instagram just casually where you're really just posting every now and then like to keep up with your friends or maybe you don't even really post and you just like to see other people's content. Or there's like this influencer content creator part where you're posting more often, you have more of like a curated feed, you might have a specific niche that you post about. So I'll give some tips for that second kind of way to use Instagram. I also feel like sometimes it gets like an icky vibe, like, oh my gosh, everybody's trying to be an influencer nowadays. And to that, I will refer back to the um, Nicki Minaj lyric, please stop judging people, okay? Let people live their lives, do what they want to do, try new things, it's perfectly fine there's this weird thing that it's only cool to be an influencer once you have a substantial following, but everybody had to start somewhere. So like, where's the threshold there? Why, when does it become cool? Why is it not cool for your friend that has 2,000 followers to post stuff, but the girl that has 200,000 followers, it's cool. That's a different topic for another day. But I guess the first thing I would say in starting to create more content is figure out what you want to post about. So the whole reason I started my Instagram page was it was all about fitness. Now it's sort of morphed more into just lifestyle and things that are of interest to me, which is still very much fitness and food and clothes, things like that. So there's probably two ways you could go with that. Either pick a specific niche or just post more lifestyle content. When sort of deciding that, I would kind of think about why you want to do it. If you don't already have an idea of the things that you want to post about, I think it's kind of important to take a look at why you want to start posting. I will be very honest in that my intentions when I started my Instagram page were to like blow up and then never happened and now I've kind of released that desire and it truly now is just like my favorite hobby in the whole world. I'm a pretty introverted person but I do like communicating with people and socializing just not in person, like it's so hard for me to have conversations with people in person. So this has been such a great way for me to talk to people online without the anxiety of being a person. And that is one of the reasons why I love it so much. I also love taking photos. I love creating content. I love the creativity behind it. And that's why I continue to do it. Like I said about fitness in an earlier episode, it's hard to stick with something if your reasons for doing it aren't really strong. So I would think about why you want to start creating content. Planning ahead is also super important, especially when you get started. It's kind of second nature after a while. I've been doing this for four years now. Oh my gosh, I think it's actually been like exactly four years I started my Instagram account August 1st in 2017. Planning ahead is really important. Just taking pictures of things as you go, writing out captions in your notes as they come to you, writing down ideas as they come to you, that'll all kind of help you stay on top of things because it can be a little overwhelming at first. I also would say to just go for it because you're gonna learn the most as you go. Like I said, I've been doing this for four years. I don't know if this topic interests people, but I could definitely talk about some of the things I've learned along the way. But all in all, my biggest tip is to just get started. The best way to learn is to do, and like I said, if you have any questions about anything, if this pertains to you specifically, feel free to reach out to me and I would be happy to answer any questions as best as I can. Certainly not an expert, but like I said, I have definitely learned a lot along the way. Alrighty, well that wraps up the three questions that I wanted to answer on this topic. As always, thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this one. If you have any topics that you would like me to cover, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. It is Abby underscore Wellner. And again, thank you so much for watching. It means the world to me, and I will catch you next time. See ya!